0: Reading yesterday, I was surprised. Guess what their number one request from us is—that we'd pray for them. Yeah, they they would ask that we would remember them not just today, but in uh, the days, weeks, months ahead. That we wouldn't forget them, but that we would be praying for them. I think this is interesting. But there are more people who are suffering, who are being persecuted for their faith in Jesus Christ today, 2017, than in all of church history. Now, it's not that things were good back in the early church, because they weren't, but there's just lots more people today than there were back then, and there's lots more uh, evil that hates Jesus and hates God's word and hates the cross and hates the empty tomb. So please understand, there are more people suffering for their faith today than in all of history. So let's just take a few moments. We'll uh, we'll do what they ask us to do, and I'll lead us in prayer. But uh, as I lead us to the throne room, would you join me? And it's not just me up here talking. Would you join me and uh, the words and the ideas I'm expressing? Make them yours. So we'll all tell the Lord that. Uh, This is on our heart today. Let's pray. Lord, uh, we pray for our brothers and sisters in the family of Jesus all over this planet right now. And many of them, millions of them, are paying a huge price to shine and share your Son, Jesus Christ. Might today, even right now, they sense your presence and your power as we lift them up before you. The Almighty God of the universe. I pray, Lord, that they might know that we care for them, that we're remembering them, and uh, that we're not going to forget them in the days and weeks and months ahead. Lord, would you rain down upon them your comfort and your peace, even as they are being persecuted because of your Son Jesus? Lord, I'm asking that you might open doors for them to share their love and devotion of your Son, Jesus. Give them opportunity to talk about the cross and the empty tomb. And Lord, I pray that they might boldly share their faith and their love for Jesus. Lord, I I wouldn't pray this, except uh, I read it yesterday, but give them grace to forgive and even love their persecutors. May, May their love and forgiveness shine bright. Grant them wisdom and discernment as they live for you, Lord. We recognize the cost is high. Help them to live wisely. Empower them to remain joyful, even... In suffering, Lord, bring uh, maturity even when the pain is intense. And Lord, might they continue to be rooted in your word and filled with your Holy Spirit, Lord. And might they stay filled daily. And Lord, would you please help us not to forget them? Somehow, some way, help us to get them on our hard drives in prayer, and lifting them up in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. And we pray all of these things in the name of your Son, Jesus, in his strong and mighty name, we pray all these things. Amen. Makes our uh, little inconveniences for living for Jesus seem kind of small. Seem uh, fairly minor in comparison, doesn't it? Switch gears. <laughs> Hard. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Ephesians 5. Many of them don't own a Bible or being caught with a Bible would cost them big time. I just wonder how many of us have at least five Bibles in the house. Any any hands? yeah. I think there's about 25 in my office, uh, all different versions. Uh, anyway, uh, question of today, this is the one that we're going to focus our attention on today. Uh, what is God's will for our lives? that ever uh, connect with you? Lord, what is your plan for me? We usually ask this question when there's a major event or a transition in our life or sometimes... When there's trouble, Lord, what's your plan? What's your will for me? Lord, is it your plan that I go to college, or, or do you have something else in mind? Lord, do you want me to stay local? You want me to go to Nuckmuck? or you want me to go to one of the big schools in state? You want me to go to U of M or State? You want me to go to Oakland? Lord, Lord, where would you have me? If you're making it clear, where should I go to college? Or maybe, maybe I should go to a Christian college or university. Maybe I should go to Cornerstone, or maybe I should go to Moody. Or, Lord, is it your will that I just stay home and study online? That's an option today. Did you know that? <laughs> Jesus, what's your plan for my future? We usually then start thinking, do you want me just to remain single? Because 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 32, if you're single, you can write that one down. It's an important question. Uh, Paul says you have more energy, uh, you have more focus to devote your life to Jesus and his church and his kingdom if you're single. Lord, might that be your plan for me? Is that your will for me or, Lord, is it your will for me to get married? And if it's clear you don't have the gift of singleness, what's the next question? Who? <laughs> Who and where? Where should I fish, Lord? Where should I look? What's your plan regarding marriage for me? And once I'm married, Lord, what's usually the next question? You saw, you saw the folks up here. Lord, would, would you have us have children? If so, uh, what's the next question? Uh, how, how many? How many? Should we just have one? Pastor Brandt's saying one. <laughs> Christine's doing this. Uh, 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 what do you want? Or maybe we should just adopt. Lord, what, what's your Or And if you're going to adopt, Lord, what's your plan? Should we uh, adopt from foreign uh, children that need adopting or should we stay with Michigan orphans? Or should we just foster children? And then once you have children, what's the next question? Where are we going to send them to school? Should we send them to public school? Make that clear. What's your your will? What's your plan, Lord? Should we send them to charter school? Should they go to Christian school? And if so, the one in Harbor Springs or the one up in Burt Lake? What's your plan, Lord? Or maybe you're asking us to homeschool. Lots of options, Lord. We need you to show us. What's your will? Make it obvious. And then we could ask the question maybe some of you don't ask this question, but Lord, what what type of music would you have me to listen to? Do any of you ever ask yourself that question? Is it okay that I'm constantly listening to the big country? Is that okay with you, Lord? Is big country your will and okay with you for me? Is light FM okay, Lord? It's, it's not real rocky, right? Uh, can I sneak in, sneak in some KLT classic rock and still be in your will? You ever ask that question? <laughs> or should I be smiling on my FM radio? Or should I be promising on the FM dial? Or or should I go with all hymns and no beat on 88.1? Did, did you know that's there? Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> Or, or, Lord, should I just make my own playlist on Spotify? Or, or should I make my own playlist on iTunes? Or, Lord, maybe when I get in the car or when I'm at home, I shouldn't turn any music on, and I should just be talking with you and using that time to to take some time to connect with you. Lord, Lord what's your will when it comes to music for me? Uh, I could go on. You want me to? Uh, Lord, where would you have me to shop for groceries? <clears throat> well, the Myers people, you know, they got to be Christian people, so it must be Myers, right? Although the Family Fair people would probably argue, uh, and uh, the folks at Walmart would say, no, no, no. Uh, come here, and the, all these folks would say, best price, come on. How do you know what God's will is for you, even in those everyday uh choices that we have to make. Let me give you another one. Lord, should we own a television or should we go without a television? (laughs) Someone's made himself clear to somebody back there. Uh, Lord, is it okay if we just have just uh, not a big antenna, not a gaudy one, but just a small antenna where we'll watch fuzzy TV on just a few channels? Is that okay? Is that your plan for our family? Or, Lord, is it okay with you if we uh, invite the charter folks to hook us up? Or whatever they're calling themselves these days? I don't know. They're always. Anyway, or, or is it ever, Lord, your plan and okay? Is it your will to have dish or direct TV? Is that ever okay? And if so, which package, Lord, should I get? <laughs> right? Questions you've got to answer. What's your plan? What's your will for me, Lord? Um, you want me to keep going? What kind of car should I be driving? Dave Ramsey says you never should buy new. But Lord, Dave Ramsey isn't my Holy Spirit. Lord, uh, amen? Uh, he's a good guy though. I like him. Uh, should I buy new or used? Should I buy a Subaru, a Ford, or a GM? Here's a question I had to wrestle with. Somebody gave me a Cadillac and my... I promise you, a professor in 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 seminary said preachers can never drive Cadillacs. Is it ever okay for a preacher to drive a Cadillac? <clears throat> I concluded no, I got rid of it. <laughs> I didn't feel good about it. Uh, men, beard, mustache, goatee, clean shave, what's your plan? Ladies, we won't even go to color of hair because that would be... But, but those are things you got to wrestle with, right? What's your will, what's your plan for my life regarding all these choices that I have to make? I have really good news. You ready? Tell me some good news. Why don't you say that to me? Tell me some good news. Tell me. Are you ready? God's Word actually addresses all of those questions. Did you know that? Today, I'm going to help you discover what God's will is for my life. And for yours. So pay close attention as we read. Ephesians five, fifteen to 20. This is the last time we're going to read this section, at least in this series. Would you stand with me, if you're able, and look for what God's will is, and then we're going to talk about it. What's God's will for my life? Let's read. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, uh, thanks for giving us a practical guide for living, an instruction manual on how you would have us to live. And, Lord, this section is extra practical, and we just want to say thank you. Thank you for it. And I pray, Lord, that you'll use it today to help us successfully navigate life as your chosen children. Lord, uh, would you show us today what your will is for each of us as followers of your Son, Jesus Christ? And Lord, I am praying that you'll help us to start caring about the choices we make because you care because it matters to you we just acknowledge we live in a very complex and confusing world today it's loud it's fast it's changing constantly and lord we need your help help us to navigate your plan and your purpose for our daily lives for our marriages for our families So once again, Lord, we ask that the power of your word and the power of your spirit might be welcome today in your church. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one voice, you can be seated. Verse 15, Be very careful then how you live, church at Walloon Lake. Church at Ephesus, who he's writing to. Be very careful, then, he says, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Followers of Jesus, he says, don't be careless, don't be thoughtless, don't be reckless in the way that you live your daily life. Be intentional, be careful, examine your life, give close investigation to how you speak. Give careful examination of what you're listening to, what you're watching, how you're behaving. Focus your attention daily on how you are living. Is your life lining up with Jesus and his word, the Bible? Or honestly, Lord, show me if my life is more lining up with this crazy world. That I find myself living in where am where am I in comparison to your book and your son? How am I living? How am I behaving? How am I living out my daily life? The house I grew up in had a fence. This could be taken. Uh, the house I grew up in, the house my parents still live in, about this color. This was the kind of fence with the wrapped boards, Uh, and at age 10 or 11, um, I was pretty sure that I wanted to join the circus someday. Uh, I had already mastered jumping on a pogo stick and juggling at the same time. So I had my first trick down. Now I began working on my next trick, which was uh, involving the fence. Uh, Here's what I would do with our fence that went all the way around the backyard. I decided, might as well get ready to join the Flying Wallendas. I would be a tightrope walker, um, <laughs> so uh, I, with sneakers and shorts, and that's it, uh, would spend hours and hours walking along the top board, um, And it was kind of fun to walk all the way around the backyard just on that little half-inch top board. Uh, My mom finally gave up warning me. And as I recall, it was, don't come running to me if you break your neck. (laughs) And I used to think about, if I get a broken neck, no, Mom, I'm not going to come. But I never... Never actually said that loudly, but I'm always thinking, okay, Mom, I promise if I break my neck, I won't come running to you. (laughs) One day, and I'd been doing this for weeks, and Mom just grew weary. She quit warning me. Uh, Neighborhood kid, uh, Brian (laughs) Hendershot, lived just behind us. Very evil young man. Sorry, uh adult Brian, he saw me coming, and he hid uh, at the corner where I was going to make my turn, and as I'm making the bend, uh, this very evil Brian jumps up and yells and startles me while I'm doing my Walenda imitation. Anyway, so just picture I'm doing the turn, I'm going this way, now I'm going to go this way, and he jumps And it startles me, and I took my eye off the board for a second or two, uh, and I'm kind of now sideways, and uh, anyway, from my shorts all the way up to my shoulder, I hit, and I slide down the fence. Um, Sure enough, (laughs) I went running to my mother, a giant pepperoni from my armpit to my hip. Uh, It wasn't pretty, it was... It it wasn't a happy time. Uh, Took me to the doctor, sure enough, three, I can't remember, maybe four cracked ribs. It was like the doctor sort of said, lots of them are cracked. Uh, Took off lots of skin all the way down to my left side. And and then, I don't know if you remember, but they used to uh, do something interesting with iodine. They, They paint this reddish brownish, nasty, stingy stuff, and they took like a little paintbrush and just went up and down. Uh, It was happy time. Anyway, I remember that day pretty well. Uh, My problem was I took my eye off the way I was walking. You tracking? (laughs) My problem is I got startled. I wasn't prepared and the result was great trauma and great pain to the rest of my body. Now go back to verse 15 because that's what Paul is warning us about. you got to keep your eye on your life. you got to keep your eye on the way you're living because there's traps and there's snares. There's evil people named Brian around you And if you're not careful, you'll fall, and it's going to be painful, and there will be great trauma to your life. That's the warning. Be careful. Matter of fact, he says, be very careful in how you live. Be wise, be prudent, and watch closely daily how you walk, how you live. Verse 16. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Think about it. Making the most of every hour you get. Making the most of every opportunity the Lord brings your way. Because how we speak to people will impact them. How we think will impact and make a difference in our lives How we behave affects those who are watching us. Our lives, our behavior matters, is what Paul is saying. How we live, how we speak, how we think will have lasting effects. The days we live in, it says, look at verse 16, are evil. Is there any debate there? (laughs) There's lots of evil in this world today. Seize every opportunity to live strong and shine bright for Jesus Christ. That's Paul's challenge. Seize the moment. Seize every opportunity to live strong and shine bright for Jesus Christ. We get only one short life. Do you understand? I, 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 just, I just want you to understand If you're a golfer, there are no mulligans in life, right? You don't get a do-over with this one and only short life that we've been blessed with. Uh, We are called in this one and only short life to make an eternal difference with our lives. Does that make sense? So, very careful, the days are evil, verse 17, here we go, Therefore, don't be foolish. Don't don't live foolishly. Don't live as though your life doesn't matter. Don't believe the lie you can't make a difference. Your little life really won't matter in the end. That's the lie that the enemy whispers to us. You you won't really change anybody. It doesn't really matter how you live. It doesn't really matter how you speak. Just do what. It, no, the stakes are enormous. Don't be foolish. Don't believe the lies. That's what Paul is saying here. Therefore, verse 17, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Oh yeah, that's what we started with, right? Don't be a fool, but understand what the Lord's will is. A fool doesn't care what God's plan is for his life. You ready? A fool doesn't, Never gives any thought to how I should be living my life. A fool lives his life as though there is no God. Doesn't really matter. Just do whatever I want. Pay close attention. Look at verse 17. Pay close attention, church, to what the Lord Jesus' will is for your life. Now, here's the the money question. Ready? The money question is this. What exactly is God's will for my life? Right? That's, that's, that's the money one. What on earth am I supposed to do right now? Where, where am I supposed to go to college? Uh, am I supposed to get married or not? Um, are we supposed to have children? Should we adopt? Should we foster one child, two children, five, seven, nine? We'll stop there. Um, Once they get to a certain age, Lord, where do I send them to school? There's so many options. Lord, uh, in the home, should we have a television? Should there be no television? What should the restrictions, what kind of music should I be listening to? Where should we shop? Uh, What kind of car should I drive? What about facial hair? What about coloring my hair? Lord, what's your plan? What is your will for me? Are you ready? I'm about to give you the answer. You ready? Here we go. Look at verse 18 here. Here is the answer. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. That's the negative answer. Okay? God's will for us is to never get drunk. Never, never allow alcohol to so fill my body that I'm losing control. And by the way, many of you, many of us, we lose control much quicker than we think we're losing control. God's plan for us is never, because debauchery is sad, sinful, foolish, evil behavior, evil ways of acting. Okay? Got it? Instead, that's the negative side, instead... Got it up there already. Dan, Dan's quick on, on the slide right now. Instead, what's the positive? Say it with me. Okay. And we've already seen this the last couple weeks. Is that one time, get filled up, and then you're done, and then you can just coast for the rest of your life till Jesus calls you home. Is that how it works? Uh-uh. How, what kind of uh, filling does this require? How often you got to do it? Uh, every day... Every day, and most days, you're going to have to do what? You're going to have to go back several times and make sure you're refilled and get reconnected to the vine and continuously, daily stay full of Jesus. God's will, give me your eyes, for you and for me, every single day of our lives, daily, regularly, consistently be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's God's plan. We're connected to the vine through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Christianity, give me your eyes, is a religion of the Spirit. What do you mean? Well, that's how the church began. Acts chapter 2 is when the Holy Spirit came upon the church. The Holy Spirit is the agent of change and grace and power in this world. Matter of fact, give me your eyes, the Holy Spirit is the mark that determines whether we're really a follower of Jesus or not. Meaning, no Holy Spirit, no Jesus, no salvation, no heaven. It's that important. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you don't have Jesus, and you haven't been saved, and you're not really a follower of Jesus. That's how important and vital The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus, the indwelling presence of the third person of the Trinity, is the dominating influence for all followers of Jesus Christ. That should be the dominating influence in our lives, in your life, should be the Holy Spirit. The role of the Holy Spirit in our lives cannot be overemphasized. Why do you keep talking about this, Pastor Jeff? Because it cannot be overemphasized. It's that important. Okay, Here's the key. Are you ready? I want to break this down a little bit for you so you understand. Uh, about you and me and God's will and God's plan for us, you need to get connected. I need to get connected to Jesus every day. And then allow his spirit to fill us and Overflow. And when I am filled with the Holy Spirit, give me your eyes, on a daily, regular basis, it's going to become very clear which college I should go to. It's going to become very clear when I'm daily, regularly connecting to Jesus and being filled with His Spirit. I'll know very clearly what type of music I should be listening to. When I'm daily connected to Jesus and I'm walking with him, I'll know how many children I should have. It'll be obvious. I might wanna, not want to hear what I know to be true, but it'll be obvious, it'll be clear, as I daily keep walking with Jesus and staying full of his Holy Spirit. I believe it even goes into like where you should shop. And when you daily, regularly, consistently walk with Jesus, connected to the vine, filled with his spirit, he'll show you where you should be shopping. He'll even show you whether you should buy new or a used car. And, and, and he'll even show you what type of car you should be driving. He'll make it obvious. He'll make it clear. He'll even show you gentlemen about facial hair. Yeah, he will. I believe it. Well, that's just my... No, as a follower of Jesus, if you're daily, regularly walking with Christ, he'll make it clear. (laughs) And you'll know. And it'll be obvious where you should go regarding your appearance. The problem is... Are you ready? We want to shortcut the process, don't we? When it comes to God's will, here's what I want. And most of us, I think you can understand. Lord, would you just lay out like the next five years... Lay it out, make it make it real clear, gimme it all, and I'll, I'll promise I'll regularly re look at what you're asking me to do for the next five years, and at the conclusion of five years I'll come back again and then you'll give me and lay out the next five years. Isn't that how we like it? Yeah. Lord you, you just show it, make it make it obvious, and, and here is the fact. Give me your eyes. The Lord does give us his will and his plan. One day at a time. God's plan, God's will for our lives comes our way one day at a time as I obey the command to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And today, he's going to lay it out and make it clear and make it obvious. And tomorrow, he'll do the same. And it's not like the Lord never lets us plan, but he's going to do it in the present tense. He's going to do it today. And then tomorrow he'll continue to lead. It's a command. Knock off the substances that control you. I think this goes beyond alcohol. Anything that's controlling your life, knock it off. The only thing that should be controlling and dominating our lives is the Holy Spirit. Get filled with the Spirit. Daily stay filled with the Spirit. And he'll show you his will, his plan, each and every day. That's the challenge. (laughs) And yet we're saying, Lord, that sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) That, That sounds like a lot of effort. I promise you, it's a lot less work and it's a lot less effort than just launching off and living your life without his instruction. You understand what I'm saying? So, some of you are saying, "Well, that sounds like effort." Well, just go marching in the world and get get your life all bruised, get your life all filled with scars and and damage, and fall off the fence. Uh, that takes lots of work and effort too. You understand? So it's you can either make the effort and, and daily make the effort to walk with Jesus, or you can make the effort and and work on getting healed for. Foolish choices. That's really the choice we have to make. (laughs) Stay filled. Keep, keep, Keep the tank daily filled with Jesus. That's what Paul is saying. Don't be foolish. Understand what the days are like today. Time is short. Seize the moment. Make every opportunity count for Jesus. One last time. I want to buzz through the four steps, okay? How can I know what God's will is? Okay? Well, get filled with the Holy Spirit. How do you do that? Step 1, write it down. I already wrote it down last week. Well, you'll remember it even better if you write it this week, okay? Here we go. Step 1, recognize your need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you recognize when you're thirsty? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I recognize that pretty good. Matter of fact, I, when I'm thirsty, I'm going to make every effort to go get some water or or some uh, Gatorade or something to quench my thirst, right? When you're thirsty, realize it. And as someone said to me uh, a week or two ago, that may be the hardest step, right? Just recognizing, oh, yeah, <laughs> I am thirsty, I am on empty, and I realize it. Second step, confess all known sin. Well, what if there was something I did in the third grade that I don't remember? Then we can trust the Lord is awesome and almighty and all-knowing, and if he wants you to deal with that episode in the third grade, or five years ago, he's going to bring it to your mind, right? So it's amazing. Sometimes you'll live and you'll go for years, and suddenly the Lord will bring something very specific, something that you know, oh, yeah, that was sin, and I've never... Okay, now he's saying it's time. All known sin, deal with it. I've been dealing with it, and I haven't brought it yet to the cross. So, Lord, as you're making it clear, I'm going to run to the cross and I'm going to write the check of confession, right? And my account's already been marked paid in full by the shed blood of the Lamb. So I'm, I'm writing that sin down, and I'm calling it what you do. What does he call it? Sin. So what do I call it? Sin. No more ignoring. No more excusing. No more rationalizing. It's sin. Step three, yield your life to Jesus. That, that's where you slide off the throne, where I slide off. Uh, the throne. I I slide over to the passenger seat. Lord, you you come take the place that you deserve in my life. Step number four, ask Jesus to fill you with his Holy Spirit. (laughs) Okay, now you're there. And Lord, you're sitting on the throne, so would you just fill my life right now? Streams of living water, would you flow within me and fill me up with your love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Oh, by the way, that's where we're going next week. We're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit and the fruit of the flesh and how can you know what, what's good fruit, what's bad fruit, how do you distinguish what does fruit look like. We're going to be talking about that in the next couple weeks. So that's, that's next Sunday and then the following Sunday. And uh, we're going to even finish this with an opportunity for you to ask questions. I suspect, I've heard from some of your small groups, some of you have got questions. And uh, we're going to spend the very last Sunday uh, talking about your questions and hopefully answering them for you. Um, my, My desire for you, church family, is that you might know God's will for your life. And I promise you it's not mysterious. And I promise you it's not unknowable. God's will for our life is to one day at a time get connected to Jesus, get filled with his Holy Spirit, and then he will lead and guide you and show you his will, his plan for today. And then on Monday, he's going to do the very same thing. It's amazing. And then you put one day on top of another, after another, after another, and and pretty soon you can say, you know what, Lord, I think I know what your will is. You're making your plan pretty clear. (laughs) But it all starts by getting connected and staying connected and continuously being filled with the Holy Spirit. Bow your heads. Shut your eyes as we close. Lord, we just acknowledge the days we live in are confusing and intense and complex and... You said it well, they're evil. So would you uh, show us the urgency, the immediacy, the seriousness of getting focused on living wisely and getting daily filled with your spirit? You've only got one life. There's only one very short period of time that you've blessed us Here on planet earth. For us to live for you. To shine bright for you. We certainly look forward to that day. We're going to be with you face to face for eternity. But right now Lord is our opportunity. To make a difference for eternity. And the only way lasting. Eternal fruit happens is when we daily get connected to you and allow your spirit to flow within us. One last time, Lord, I just say loudly and clearly, apart from you, we can do nothing that matters, nothing that lasts, nothing that's not wood, hay, and stubble and is going to get burned up. Lord, I'm asking that 120 of us here at Walloon and at East Jordan might catch this and might make this the daily pattern of our lives. Might this become the priority? And Lord, you you turned the world upside down with 120 in the upper room. And it spread like wildfire. Continue to ask that that might happen. Might 120 of us. And this becomes the daily passion of our lives. We ask this once again, Lord, so that Jesus, our King, our Savior, our Lord, might be lifted high, that he might be honored and glorified with our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things.